0: what is up everyone welcome back to the liveest entertainment tv review anything to do with people on screen
1: podcast in the world who would (laughs) be Oh, I love how you ran out of steam when you were trying to describe what the hell we were. Uh, <laughs> because oh. I, I put all my damn energy in the fr- front end of it. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're, yeah, you tired yourself out. Okay. Oh, by the way, the name of this podcast, yeah. TV Channeling.
0: Thank you. Waiting for
1: you. My name is Tachi. And my name is Kevin Williams.
0: Yeah, oh, fancy. We put the last name on it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know my, the problem is there's far too many Kevin's. I am not happy about it. I was not consulted on them making more. Not cool with it.
0: How very dare they? There's only
1: one Kevin in my eyes. Oh, but there there should only be one. So yeah, I'm not happy about it. But yes, uh, and you're the, and the- you're my one and only Tachi.
0: Oh, well, you see, you made it nice. So I wasn't going to say then there's only one Kevin in my eyes and that's Kevin Spacey. I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ouch,
0: ouch. Ah, well, we do have a story talking about him later. So we'll get back yeah, to
1: I'd that. I'd much rather be me than him right now. I will not say yeah. that much. As you like
0: to say, hell's yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <gasps> All right. So what's up first, Tachi?
0: Well, so let's talk a little bit about um, Oscar winner, what's his name? Eddie Redmayne. Look, you're going to have to explain who he is because I know the name, but I don't know anything in depth about him. So go ahead.
1: Well Eddie Redmayne uh came uh, uh forward this week and basically apologized for his academy award nominated role uh where uh in the danish girl where yeah. he played a transgender character i believe the first transgender person to have uh sexual reassignment surgery and um he said if he were offered uh such a role today He would not do it. And so I thought it would be interesting for us to talk about this story because of the fact that another uh, actor came out saying that he would no longer play gay characters. Darren Criss, uh, uh, who was uh, on the show Glee, he played a gay character. He was also on American Crime Story, where he played the man who assassinated John uh Gianni Versace and so he said that he will no longer be playing any gay characters because he feels like it uh gay characters uh gay stories should be told by gay actors and um he's not doing it anymore. I thought that was interesting that he made that uh had that revelation after he got his Emmy for playing a gay dude. Uh, I got my Emmy and tons of cash and bought a house and several cars, but now you know what? No more gay dudes. Yeah, all of
0: this is lip service until, are you giving the damn money back? That's what I was. The damn (laughs) money, are you giving it back? So it's the same thing to me. I see this as tantamount to, um, oh, what was the cartoon where um, she was, uh, the uh, actress was voicing a black, Animated
1: character. Well, there's a the couple, but I think you're maybe talking about Netflix's show Big Mouth, where they had one of the yes. characters was a biracial character, and she was being played by a uh, white actress. And so they recast the character, and it is now voiced by a an African-American actress. And uh, they've done some of that on... The Simpsons as well. Dr. Hibbert was always voiced by a white man, and now Dr. Hibbert is voiced by a black voice actor. The same thing with on Family Guy. uh, The Cleveland uh, uh, character was always uh, voiced by a white uh, voice actor and is now voiced by a uh, black voice actor.
0: Well, and on The Simpsons, uh, Hank Azaria. uh, Hank Azaria is a really well-known voice actor. And he's done a bunch of things, but he does a bunch of the things on The Simpsons, including he did Apu. But after all of this happened, uh, you know, now he no longer voices Apu. Now, the the nice thing is that all of these actors did come out and say something about it, but you've already made a trailer load of cash off of this. So uh, it's lip service at this point. And my thing is the fact that you even, to me, it's just real audacity, the fact that it's like, oh, well, it doesn't matter. Nobody sees them. We could voice it. Why would you not? So it's the same thing. Even though if, it, if it's a voice a actor or a, an actor that we see, you mean to tell me no damn body is, is talented and disabled. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Nobody. There's not, not a one.
1: Well, that's basically, I was going to say that was where I was going to go next, because there was a lot of controversy um, a couple of years ago when there was a movie that starred um, Kevin Hart and, oh my God, the actor from uh, Breaking Bad. uh, Oh, Bryan Cranston?
0: Brian Cranston, Cranston,
1: Brian Cranston, Brian Cranston, where he played a paraplegic and um, uh, some people were upset about that. And um, I was one of them because there are so few roles, let alone starring roles for disabled uh, actors. And when there is a role that can be played by a disabled actor, they get an able-bodied actor to play them and stick them in a wheelchair. And I'm like, so, okay. I mean, the only time I can really think of where we did it right, Hollywood got it right, was with Marley Matlin when they uh, made this movie called Children of a Lesser God. And they mm-hmm. actually got a deaf actress to play a deaf character.
0: And see, the figure, the fact that you can point out the one example says that there's too too little of it. One and done. One and done. Exactly. <laughs> the, the token, and then that's it. You, you we shouldn't be able to do this. The thing is, actors reflect what is going on in the world. But what you want is a perfect world. This is really what Hollywood is telling us. What you want is a perfect world. So you want people to portray these issues and different things that happen in the world, but when they come away from screen, they can walk, they're, uh, they're able-bodied, they're male, they're white. That's what you want. That's what you want. Uh, it, it's sad, it's sad that we're still having this conversation till today. And after he's made all of his money, also playing a transgendered uh, individual now well I'm no longer bitch excuse me witch give the money back
1: (laughs) (laughs) wow well I mean to me more than Eddie Redmayne that was one character that he played like most movies take about three months to shoot but look at something like The Simpsons that's 30 years 30 plus years of playing Dr. Hibbert and all that sweet sweet cash for playing a poo. and then now um, yeah that's literally fortunes uh, have been paid for playing these the actor who played Cleveland there was a Cleveland spinoff of uh, the original Family Guy yeah the Cleveland all, show all played by a uh, a, a non uh, a non uh uh actor of color and and when people try to say like you know what it should go to the person who's the most talented the reason why that seems like bs to me is like oh so you're saying you could only, the only person who could play this character just happened to be a white dude. Because that seems to, the most talented person always seems to be one kind of person.
0: Well, that's what you have to use as an excuse to protect yourself when you're saying, oh, we should go to the most talented. But then I'm like, um, did you not see that it flipped around and you're now saying that the most talented people are non-melanated? Come on, let,
1: let's do better. Can, can we do better? I, the answer is probably oh, no. Yeah, not anytime <laughs> soon. Well, no. I, well, I, I guess what's changing is now actors are getting blowback, and so I think that the Eddie Redmaynes of the world, when they when they get offered a role. They think about not just potential Oscar uh, buzz for playing this uh, character, but they're thinking about the blowback they're going to have to deal with. And if that blowback can also affect uh, the awards uh, chances for that character. And so I, I absolutely do believe Eddie Redmayne would not take that role now because there's a price to pay, pay for playing that role. Whereas there was the only price that he was had to pay uh, for playing that uh, that role a couple of years ago was going to a tailor to get fitted for a tuxedo for the Academy Awards.
0: Mm, well, he's set now, but uh, off of that role, but I, I do have a quick question on this. So let's flip it around and pretend that this is not a non-melanated actor, that this is an actor of color who is playing I don't know, some something else. Okay, let's take with uh, uh Zoe Saldana. This is a perfect example. When she played Nina Simone, there was a lot of blowback because Zoe Saldana, while she is Black, while she is a, uh, Afro-Latina, she is a woman of color. She was not, she is not a dark skinned Black woman. And so they had to darken her so that she looked like Nina Simone there was an awful lot of blowback because of that. So I'm wondering what your thoughts are on that, because you know, the argument sometimes is for, for black women, the roles are so far and few in between that when you see something, you take it. So I just wanna hear your thoughts.
1: Well, okay, um, I absolutely understand that logic, but I believe even she's come forward in saying that that was a mistake. When you have to change your skin color for a role and even if you are african American and I'd feel the same way if it was reversed if there was a uh, dark actor uh dark complexion that they had to lighten up to play a particular part if 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 if, if how this character looked or their their hue of their skin, of their skin was important to uh, telling their story a perfect example is and I believe it will happen one day uh there will be a movie about uh an actress like um. Oh my God! Twelve Years a Slave. Fashion icon. Um, what is her name? Um. She she Lup- was in Twelve Lupita Years a Slave. Ni- Lupita Nyong'o. Lu- yeah. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o. So if you get like a Halle Berry type actress to play Lupita, uh, ten years from now when they make a movie about her life, um, Lupita Nyong'o has talked about. Um. Uh. Her her skin color and having issues with it and growing up with it and dealing with uh. Uh. uh colorism and uh, issues in Hollywood being a uh, dark complected woman and so to have somebody who doesn't look like her portray her and portray that story would would not be her story.
0: That's true. That's true. You're this is this is multi layered. But I do know one thing, Eddie. <laughs> I'm glad you had the realization that you're not doing this anymore. Um, but the point is you've already made whatever you were gonna make off of that. And so it's it's almost like, a, okay, you won't do it again, but you're sitting pretty on the cash that you made doing it the
1: first well, time. Well, my issue with this is, because I'm sure there are people that have problems with what we're discussing right now. But my issue with this- <laughs> Do is, I look concerned? Uh, well my my issue with this is the fact that it doesn't seem to have work in reverse. And so, if we lived in a world where uh where out gay actors could portray um um uh heterosexual characters and that was happening on the regs uh and 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 we had voice actors who were uh uh, uh African American, Asian American and all kinds of other ethnic ethnicities playing uh characters of uh, voicing bart simpsons then i'd be like you know what it should be go to whoever who does the best job at it or whatever but that's not how it seems to work exactly 99 so percent of the voice talent it goes uh the roles go to uh uh white men even there's even been an issue with women not being able to get the parts of uh playing women so many yeah. of the of the characters, uh, female characters on animated shows, are voiced by men. And yeah, so you're exactly. you're gonna tell me you can't find a white woman, uh, to play the wife on the show, uh, Bob's Burgers? Uh, and the answer there was a resounding, "No, we can't. Well, or we can only you know, find a dude."
0: <laughs> but you know, the thing is, too, there's already beyond trying to keep the space, uh, for the few who have that in. There's also this thing, this um this, this notion of how people sound based off whatever I'm a voice actor myself. So, and I don't think I sound particularly one way I can, I can put it on regardless of, you know, depending on what people need, but I don't think I sound particularly one way and, but people automatically assume that I can do all kinds of African accents just because I'm African. No, if you look, my friend, I said West African. That's it. West African, particularly Nigerian. But people are like, oh, well, we need somebody Caribbean. Which did you read? I said African. So I think there is this, um, this this, thought in people's heads of what you can do as a voice actor. And this is all you can do. You know, it's even, even almost without listening to your reel, they just decide. So I think there's a little bit of that there, too. Just saying.
1: Oh, there's a lot, and it's so, like I said before the the issue to me is when we get into a pl- when we get into a place where um there's opportunities are 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 more equal and the allocation of roles is more equal, then I'll feel like you know what? I have no problem with this straight person playing this uh gay character because I don't have a problem with this gay actor playing this uh famous straight character. Um there was talk about potentially a an out gay actor playing uh 007 and I can't remember what his name is but there was an actor years ago who was gay but he was in the closet and he kind of got outed and apparently he was up at one point for uh Bond and was in final negotiations but once it came out publicly that he was gay that was off the table. And oh, wow. so people weren't going to accept him as James Bond knowing the fact that he was gay in real life. Uh, it's like, well, this is an actor. He's playing a role and he's not really shooting anybody. So I don't know why you need him to be, you know. Anyway, so uh, that to me is the issue. And the same thing, when there's tons of disabled actors that are getting tons of roles um, and are even being considered, even being brought in for uh, auditions for roles, then maybe I'll feel different about the Brian Cranston's of the world playing para, uh, uh, paraplegics.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's not going to happen. It, it's it, it's just not. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it's not.
1: Oh, wow. wow. Way to harsh my mellow. All right. Sorry. Anyway. So, let's keep, keep it moving. Uh, <laughs> let's so keep it moving. There's a lot going on with Wendy Williams. There is. A lot is, of Wendy Williams news this week.
0: There is. There's a whole lot going on with Wendy Williams. So as you know, she is – well, okay. So apparently – I shouldn't say apparently – Allegedly, that's not even really the word. Reportedly, that's it. So reportedly, Wendy Williams is restricted to a wheelchair and there's a rumor that she's battling early dementia. So as you know, she hasn't been on her show for a, a few weeks since the beginning. The season opened in October. She was not, she has not been there since the season opened for the Wendy Williams show. So no, it's called Wendy. The Wendy Williams show was a radio show. So it's called Wendy. So you know, there are reports, um, according to Madam uh, Madame Noir and also Yahoo, that uh, things are getting worse for her. Uh, her cap- cap- capability to walk has become diminished. Uh, she's also um, restricted to using a wheelchair. This was according also to Ricky Smiley Morning Show's um, Twan the Don, also known as Antoine Edwards. I don't know how... Um, reputable he is
1: but... <laughs> I, i'm just saying yeah when when, the, when you have a nickname in the name of your show you, you instantly become less credible uh in my opinion but maybe exactly. that's just me but uh what, what but even the wording that's used in all these stories about uh restricted to a wheelchair restricted by who because that sounds like that's doctor's order. So, like, what I'm wondering is, is it that now that she's lost the ability to walk, is this an issue with her equilibrium? Well, Where when she starts to walk that she gets dizzy? Remember, she famously collapsed. Right. On her it, show. And we could speculate because we don't know, but
0: this is according to this article that we are using now. Um, it um, it was said It's being reported that a 57-year-old talk show host has completely lost all blood circulation in her legs and in her feet. So, and then again, there's the allegations that she's suffering from the early stages of dementia.
1: Well, her brother has come out uh, and publicly said that that report is false, that she is not dealing with any kind of uh, mental faculty issue and um, so I guess time will tell if uh, she ends up coming back to her show anytime soon. Cause initially it was announced that she wasn't gonna be doing her show because she had um, contracted COVID-19. And so uh, it uh, most people thought that she'd be gone for a couple of weeks or maybe a month. And I believe initially they were claiming that she was gonna be out for two weeks. And they were bringing fill in people uh, uh, that would do uh, host the show one or two days, and they were cycling them uh, uh, in and out. but um, that's even that's changed, which to me really uh, does not bode well for her condition, the most recent announcement. Uh, they uh, just announced that Sherry Shepard will be uh, hosting the show for the month of December.
0: Mm. And this is after a wonderful job done by Michael Rappaport. I'm sorry. <laughs> like that. Michael Rappaport didn't, uh, apparently the ratings were not what they hoped when Michael Rappaport uh, hosted for Wendy, but I don't understand why Michael Rappaport. Where did they get that from?
1: Well, all I can think is Michael Rappaport has like had a, a pretty decent presence on Twitter. Like uh, apparently he's a huge fan of Bravo and uh, the housewives And he's publicly um, gone after some of the housewives and had, like, dust-ups online. And um, he's been a guest on Watch What Happens uh, live many times. And Mm -hmm. so I guess they felt like he had some kind of fan base that were, I wouldn't have thought that anybody would be uh, particularly tuning in to see Michael Rappaport. um, But apparently the producers of the Wendy show did not realize that until they had him on and had his uh, his guest spot reach series low ratings. Um, But Sherry Shepard did the exact opposite. She had season high ratings which is why she is back and and asked to do the show not for one or two days, but to do it for the whole month of December. And my guess is uh, Michael Rappaport won't even be allowed to be an audience member anytime soon.
0: <laughs> well, uh, so this really then calls into question what's going to happen to the Wendy Williams show because there's this whole thing about is she even interested in returning to the show? Because again, this is the second stint uh, where she's been away for an extended period of time. The first obviously happened with her collapse, etc. And then there's been a lot... That has been happening, and you know no, you don't wish this on anybody. It's really a terrible thing. But in lieu of that, it, what's going to happen with the show? Is it even going to remain on if we don't have the title host?
1: Oh, I believe that it might be rebranded. If Sherry continues to hold the ratings that she's done so far, uh, I won't. I wouldn't be surprised if next season the show was rebranded as Sherry, or there was a oh. new. They made a new deal and and have Sherry Shepard. Uh, host the show and with a lot of the same producers and stuff like that basically being folded in to do a new show because they're not even not even pretending that there's a possibility of Wendy coming back in the month of December does not bode well and the announcement that uh, that Sherry's going to host it for a full month. Wendy said many times on her show that she did not that that she was holding onto her chair with a death grip and that purple chair, and that she didn't like the idea of having any kind of guest host and so when when she had health issues initially and they were forced to have a guest host, she wanted to have no guest host hosting more than one day at a time because that it want anybody getting used to sitting in her chair or people an audience getting used to having somebody else hosting her hosting her show for any length of time. And so uh, the fact that she's going to be hosting, Sherry's going to be doing it for a whole month, really to me says a lot about the fact that it is not looking like she's coming back anytime soon. And also, this is just another thing between you, me, and the lamppost. Okay. If what uh, Wendy's brother said is true and she's all there mentally, everything else is fine. She's just dealing with some physical issues. What I would want to do to prove that is to do some kind of live streams, similar to what we're doing right now, or get her back on the radio to show. So if anybody's getting any ideas that Wendy isn't right, well, she's on, she's talking about some hot topics right now on YouTube live, sitting in a chair, um, um, giving us all the sass and all the homophobic remarks we're used to. Um oops did I say that out loud? You did, you said it out loud. <laughs> well anyway, <laughs> the point is uh, uh th- there's a very easy way to show and demonstrate the fact that um she's that she's still the same Wendy that uh that we all know and some people love for some reason. Uh and so they could easily uh show that, demonstrate that if they wanted to if that were the case.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. You're absolutely right. Um I would say this, though, when you were talking about the fact that um, they, you, you wouldn't be surprised if they rebranded it to Sherry. Sherry better have a, a whole container of Sherry if that happens, because Wendy will be hot as fish grease if that happens.
1: But yeah, but if she's if she's um, dealing with let's be real here, if she's dealing with dementia or whatever, she a she can't do her show even if um and what may happen is let's even say they don't rebrand the show if sherry filling in for wendy continues to get the kind of ratings that she's gotten so far someone else will make a deal with her if the company that isn't that is producing and behind wendy's show doesn't doesn't uh snatch her up and lock her lock her down someone else will
0: yeah, absolutely. I'm just saying, in terms of actually having that particular show rebranded to have her as the the host, it it feels. I I don't know how she. I don't know her, so I don't know how she would feel. But say it were me, I she would feel like feel, counting a,
1: a a lot of money. But okay, go ahead. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Okay. No, I, I don't. I don't know how friendly they are or whatever. But it would feel like wow. to me, it would be like, can't you give her another show and just kind of dissolve this show? You could take the entire uh, the entire crew, if you want all the people behind the scenes, but just don't rebrand this show because
1: then it feels like she took this away from her. And I'm not saying she but, did. But, yeah, I'm but not okay. But normally they have all kinds of deals already set for like uh, syndication and stuff like that for the Mm -hmm. Wendy Williams show. Mm -hmm. All kinds of deals uh, made for where the show uh, is broadcast and, um, and, and made available. And so my guess is Wendy owns at least part of her show. And yeah. so it might yeah. behoove Wendy to have it rebranded because if that were to happen then she would maybe own a piece of the Sherry Shepherd show or the or Sherry and so it would make more sense for her to have the show continue with a, a rebranding uh for her own pocketbook versus having it just be canceled because you can't keep the the deals I'm sure that all these uh that that uh, like in uh, for me in Southern this is a Fox show, at least it is in Southern California, the Wendy Williams show or Wendy so I'm sure there's all kinds of uh co- things in the contract saying how um, the number of episodes that Wendy has to actually appear in and i'm I'm sure she's already breached that. Yeah or is in danger breaching the number of episodes she has to do. So I'm sure that all the different people, the money people have ways of weaseling out of their contracts with her. If she can't fulfill that contract, if she can't do the show, and as of now, she can't do it. Everybody's hoping that she's going to get better and be able to do the show again. And if this is just an issue about not being able to walk, we can wheel her out there and place and have some hunky dudes without the shirts on, put her in that purple chair, cross her legs and then have her basically hold court like she's always done if she's still all there
0: to me that is
1: the question if her if 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 she's still all there this is incredibly shocking the idea that she might have early onset dementia but let's face it that is a thing that can happen i mean there was a, a a a home lifestyle guru uh i believe her name was was it beverly smith Oh, Beth Smith. Yeah. Beth, um, um, B Smith. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, she was amazing. She was a model that an entrepreneur and, um, people refer to her as the black Martha Stewart, but she was so much more and, and a completely different person than Martha Stewart, but she had early onset dementia and, um, her, you know, career, uh, went away. Um, so, the idea that if this is true about Wendy, the, the show is going to come to an end. It can't continue as it is if the, if the star is no longer mentally capable of doing it.
0: No, I'm I'm not arguing with you. I am not arguing, and uh, yeah, that makes sense for her to be able to do that. I was just think, thinking from a personal
1: standpoint what that. Well, would you be know, like. I'm trying to think of it. If I was in that position, no one would want to be in that position. But right. if I had a show and there were people who were depending on me to make their living and pay their kids' tuition and pay for pay their mortgage, I would want them to all still have a job. If you created a family of people that work for you. And that could continue without you. And that would be a load off of my mind that everybody's still going to have a job. The camera person, the makeup person, everybody's still going to be having uh, still going to have a job. Uh, and potentially the uh, the show would continue with a new host and a new name. But because I own the original show, I might own or get a little taste of that. And if I have a kid of my own, that that money could uh, help support them and take care of them and potentially my grandchildren. I feel like that's the best possible scenario if something like this horrible would have to happen where somebody couldn't do what they love and were clearly so good at. And so um, no, there's no denying, I've said it before publicly, I've had my issues with Wendy Williams, but there's no denying how good she is at what she does. It's a special talent. To just sit in front of a microphone and have a conversation with yourself and an audience, and she can do that. She can do that. You could literally sit her in front of a microphone, in front of a television screen, and, and she could go for an hour, two, three hours just talking about what's going on in the world by herself, which is an incredible talent. Very few people can do that and do that effectively. Um, and so she was absolutely amazing. I was a huge fan of hers Uh, when she came to TV. I didn't listen to her, to her in the radio because I wasn't in the market that she was doing radio in. But once she came to TV, I was a fan. But over time, it's just like her homophobia to me kept showing, slipping out over and over again. and And she could barely even be bothered to try and hide it. Uh, and so I was just like, I'm done. I can't, uh, I can't, I can't co-sign on this by watching this.
0: Understandable. Well, you know, regardless of whatever, uh, hopefully w- Wendy is okay. We'll see what happens with this.
1: Yeah, only time will tell, so.
0: Absolutely. Off of Wendy, who we spent entirely too much time on, <laughs> on to but uh, the other Kevin the other white meat kevin
1: Sp- <laughs> <laughs> no you dead <didn't.
0: sighs> at i did i did the other white meat kevin spacey so kevin spacey actually you know you remember what happened with the uh, the sexual harassment on the um what what's the name of the show the, on the house of cards yeah right? the ho-
1: the set of house of cards uh, so right. apparently yes um um there were many accusations With the younger male actors uh, that came through on that show, with him um, uh, making a very hostile work environment, touching people inappropriately, Um, there was an allegation of of uh, one of the actors that while they were in a car being driven to a uh, location, um, Kevin Spacey making advances on him that made him very feel very uncomfortable, and uh, so those chickens are finally coming home to roost. Uh, Apparently, because uh, he breached uh, one of the... One of the things in his contract, shockingly, was, um, yeah, don't sexually harass people. And so, um, (laughs) apparently... Um, for over a year, many many months, there have been uh ar- uh arbitration going on all this time, and it's been finally settled. And he's gonna have to pay over thirty one million dollars to the producers of House of Cards, which is crazy.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Well, that'll learn him.
1: Well, it couldn't happen to a nicer guy as far as I'm concerned. I, I, I you know, uh too bad, so sad. It's um he's he's somebody who's been effectively cancelled and I hope he stays canceled. Um I, I I I I feel like somebody having to pay the piper, not as in not just not working anymore, but actually have to pay some kind of damages uh to the people Um, who were employing him and give basically some of that money back that he was being paid, um, is, uh, pretty amazing.
0: Well, it is. And I think this is actually going to set a precedent in other cases with this. So on October 19th, the the arbitrator concluded that Spacey had repeatedly breached contractual obligations to provide services, quote, in a professional manner and quote, consistent with the MRC's reasonable directions, practices, and policies, including anti-harassment policies. And then the arbitrator also pointed out how, um, They had suffered from Spacey's conduct, including having to halt the sixth season of House of Cards, rewrite the season, and shorten it from 13 to 8 episodes to meet a delivery deadline. So, Spacey claimed to still be entitled to money under his pay-or-play deal, and he argued that it was uh, a decision by MRC and Netflix to cut him loose and not his conduct in early seasons. That was the uh, the cause of this. So the thing is, I, I can kind of see the point. If because you don't want you want to act like an orangutan, you don't want to treat people with respect on set, and even if you don't want to, the fact that you don't want to follow the rules that are set to protect your coworkers, now you are costing me money. So hell yeah, I'm going to expect you to pay us back.
1: Okay, the, uh, the, uh, what I love about this is the unmitigated gall to say that, okay, I was sexually harassing and feeling up actors, my coworkers, and because you decided to no longer let, give me access to these hot young dudes to grope, then you should pay me, because uh, uh, it's not, I would like to be there to grope young people, but you're not allowing me to, so you need to give me money?
0: Uh, basically, yeah, you got it right,
1: Kevin. I, I just, I, 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 I I, I,
0: I, just, I, I, I wow.
1: If I that was a word,
0: be- how do you spell that? Because I need that the next time I'm
1: speaking. <laughs> I just, wow. I just, that can't, I can't, I just like, I, wow. I just. Okay. Yeah, I don't even. There's so many things I want to say that I know I should not say, um, so I'm gonna. I'm just gonna be quiet now. But what the unmitigated girl. Oh. I just yeah. I wish. I wish I had a British accent I could call on right now because it, it it needs it needs the gravitas of a, of a of a of a of a very snooty British accent. I need you to hear the monocle in your in your headphones as you listen to me talk that's the kind of voice i need right now to speak to how just the disdain i have for a man who would actually think he should get paid for not working when it's because of his own actions that he wasn't allowed to work the unmitigated goal exactly you know, let me let me polish up that monocle for you, Tachi. So, <laughs> yes, not even a little bit cool. I don't wow. feel sorry
0: for him at all. In fact, I feel so unsorry for him that I'm ready to move on to this. Yes, let's up, move unfortunate on. Unfortunate individual. Um, Jesse, excuse me. I mean Jesse this Smollett has returned to the red carpet. He's made his first red carpet appearance in years. It's been years since that alleged ha- uh, hate crime, right?
1: Yes, it's been quite a while. Um uh, yes, yeah, so he's finally come out of his uh I don't know, turtle shell hidey-ho, uh hidey hole, wherever the hell he was. He came out to go to the premiere of his uh uh upcoming film. Yes. Um B-boy what is the Blues. film called? Yeah, B Boy Blues. It was apparently a very famous book that's been turned into a film. Um, I will not be watching it because, as far as I'm concerned, he is all the way canceled. So he's uh,
0: the 39 year old actor attended the screening of uh, B Boy Blues at the AMC Magic Johnson Harlem Multiplex in New York City, and this is and I look Michael. I'm, I'm I'm sure the magic Johnson is like, oh, why are you dragging me into this? I know, right? The book that's just my theater. It has nothing to do with me. So um, this is what uh, he said on his Instagram stories the final the following day. Beyond humbled by last night screening, to see all the love for the film is crazy beautiful. More to come while I catch up, but everyone who came out last night with so much love in the community, thank you. We love y'all. Now I have to find a home for it so the whole world can see it. And Kevin can see it as well. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I am not a part of that world because He's, I do. He not said, need "Y'all." To see
0: it. He said, "Y'all," which also includes you, Kevin. No, it does not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't include me or English teachers. We're all we're all boycotting that statement.
0: <laughs> all y'all, okay, <laughs> the plural. All right, so yeah, that's what's happening with that. I I'm I'm going to be honest. I forgot all about Jussie, AKA Jesse Smollett. I forgot all about this whole thing. And and that's the thing with this, out of sight, out of mind. How many people were really still thinking about this? Now, again, this is going to come back up because is it the uh, the trial for this
1: coming up very soon? Oh yeah, he was he's in court this week, and so it's just like you may have forgotten about it, but the but uh uh justice's slow hand had not forget is not forgotten, and so yeah, he's going to court about this right now as we speak. He's probably uh um in court, so I I have uh yeah, again I just, all I can think of is right now is Erica Jane when it comes to Kevin Spacey his troubles and, and Jesse Smollett, I have zero Fs. Oh, I just like, I, I got shout out to Erica Jane. So, <laughs> <laughs> And when it comes to her financial problems, I also have zero Fs, but anyway, oh, wow. that's another story.
0: So, all wow. right. Moving off of uh Jesse Jussie onto a little bit of a uh, uh, Tiff at the insecure camp. So, For those of you that are not familiar, I don't know why you wouldn't be insecure as the uh, hot HBO, actually now it's HBO Max, right?
1: Yes, HBO Max show.
0: Right, it's the hot HBO Max show created uh, and starring Issa Rae, and uh, they've gotten into a little bit of uh, hot water. So if you want me to explain, I can, Kevin.
1: Oh, yes, I would appreciate it.
0: Fantastic. I'm, I'm, I'd appreciate, I'm appreciating you. So basically what happened is in the season opener, which I actually watched, one of the characters played by Amanda Seals is Tiffany uh, Dubois. And she's supposed to be this kind of stuck up, um, f- self-absorbed millennial slash, yeah, they're millennials, slash Gen Zs, I don't know. but um, And they all go back to a reunion at their alma mater, Stanford, because they all went to Stanford. So Tiffany is seen, played by Amanda Seals, wearing pink and green. Now, pink and green, for those of you who don't know anything about Black Greek-lettered organizations, are the colors of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. It has been said several times that both she and another character, Molly, played by Yvonne Orji, are members of Alpha Kappa Alpha. Apparently they were, uh, Molly has been seen drinking out of an AKA mug on the show before and showrunner Princess Penny was like, uh, this has happened before, so I don't know why everybody is all uh, in a tizzy about it now, basically. And basically in GQ said, uh, I'm paraphrasing, that he didn't have time to uh, think or worry about that now but the leadership of AKA does, because what happened was it's, it goes beyond her wearing the colors. She actually had on an official looking Alpha Kappa Alpha sweater on with the letters, uh, symbols, AKA on one side and the official shield on the other side. Now there, I, looked all over. I myself am a member of an NPHC organization. I'm a member of Delta Sigma Theta. So I'm not speaking for AKA, and I'm not speaking for the the national office at all. I'm just speaking as a, a person that understands a little bit about trademark and copyright. So all of the NPHC have, we're all incorporated. Not only that, our symbols and associated marks are a protected by trademark. So these are legally protected marks that you're using. So by having a character where legally protected marks on the show without permission, that's a problem. I think though, and I really wanna know what you think about this. I think that sometimes, and I'll say this, sometimes black people, we think we can use anything because it's Black. So because it's Black, we have the right to write it and, uh, into a show or a script we have, have a character be a member of this organization without getting permission. And the point is simply because it's Black does not give you carte blanche, blanche to use it. You must get permission if you're going to do things like that, often what happens with these organizations when somebody's writing a script, if they're going to have a character in a Black Greek-lettered organization, they make one up. They don't actually go with one that exists, so they don't have to contend with all of this. But it was almost, it, it was kind of like, you know, really? And Princess Penny apparently is a, the showrunner is a member of a Black Greek-lettered organization, according to GQ and but I don't know which one and I keep trying to look it up and I can't find out which one. So Kevin, I am dying to know what you think about this.
1: I am absolutely stunned. Every television show at every network or outlet has a legal team that almost everything goes through. They're, they're, I am stunned that this was allowed to happen that they would not have changed the logo if they did not get permission to use it or that they didn't that they were even using the name of a real organization that it wouldn't have been a sound alike name a, a similar type name a wink and a nod that we'd all know A-K-A-A or whatever where we'd all know what they meant i, I am stunned if they weren't going to reach out to get permission to use the the proper name and to use the actual um to use the actual uh, logo, because they could have actually done that and and paid money to do it and and had that and made some agreement where this would be this would actually be some kind of insecure um, scholarship or something like that or some kind of mentorship thing where they would bring where where uh, in conjunction with with um, uh, HBO Max Productions where they would take so many students um, uh, uh, per semester and and give them some real world experience working on sets of some of the shows or whatever as, as a uh, way of compensation or something like that instead of like, you know, a dollar for dollar kind of thing. There's all kinds of ways this could have been handled, and they chose none of them that made any sense.
0: Well, see, Kevin, you're thinking like Kevin, which is a sensible, sensible way to think. You're not thinking nonsense. Let me add this in. Um, So Yvette Nicole Brown, you know, she's a comedian and an actress. She, uh, there were people who came to Seal's defense and Ray's defense, and she said this, I I am a silver soror of AKA sorority 1908, and I had no problem with how hard Tiffany reps my beloved AKA. I feel Amanda Seal's pain in this. Folks think I'm Shirley, folks call me Shirley. Shirley is a character on a show. She is not me, I am not her, make-believe. even Nicole Brown, I respect you, but be quiet. Let me tell you, uh, I, I don't care. I'm a member of Delta Sigma Theta. I can't just go and do whatever I want with the organization's trademarked uh, property. That's IP. So, and this is the thing, the only, let me just say this for everybody who is unclear. The only opinion that matters in this is the national leadership. I don't care if you're a member of AKA and you, and you think it's okay. I don't care if you're a member of AKA and you don't think it's okay. What you think doesn't matter. What matters is what the national leadership thinks, because they are trying to prevent a uh, to protect a brand. What people don't realize is these organizations have worked donkey's years and so hard to protect their image to dispel myths. Uh, something that a fictional character does on a show can have a significant effect on the way the organization is viewed. So hell yeah, they're going to be protective of their brand. And I don't care if you are a member here. You could be silver. You can be platinum. You could be titanium. It doesn't matter how m- many years you're a member of the organization. What matters is what the national leadership thinks. And the national leadership is not happy with it, which is why they're taking legal action. So I don't know if it's going to be arbitrated. If they're going to come to some agreement, but you can't just. Do that. I don't care if you're famous, and I don't care how long you've been a member of the organization. They are legally protected marks. You can't just take it and use it the way you want. Well, so, well, beyond that,
1: Tachi, there, there, there's, re- there's, there's ramifications if you have a trademark and you don't protect it and act uh, actively protect it. Other people will have, uh, uh, will be able, will use it, and they'll be able to make the argument. Well, wh- what about the fact they've never protected it before? We thought right. everybody could use this. And right. so they have to actually make a, a, a go hard at this so it won't give uh, the next person permission to do this same kind of thing. But this could have been so easily avoided in a way that would have actually benefited both parties. It would have been a really especially this being the final season of in- Insecure for them to launch some kind of scholarship program. Um, with Issa Rae would have been absolutely amazing, great publicity for the show, great uh, uh, woke points for, um, for HBO Max and everybody involved. It would have been a great thing, and there would have been no legal ramifications for them. They could have asked, and if they, if, and if they um, asked and the answer was a hard and fast no, they could have rewritten the script. Exactly. They
0: should have been, she could have been a member of me, find nothing. Uh, I mean that this is, let me just find, say this final thing on it. So I actually have been in this situation. I was working with a dance group that was on the first season of a national dance show that was on television shot in LA. So I won't say it, you can probably guess, but it was not there are a lot of dance competition shows. So you think I can guess you probably, you may be able to guess.
1: Okay, no, that was a joke. That was, <laughs> that was a <laughs> show called, so you think you can dance, oh. so you think I can guess. Right, go ahead.
0: Go away, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> so in any case, um, on this national dance show, the costume person had the unmitigated gall, the audacity, and black audacity at that, to give the, a member of the dance group a sweatshirt, that had the last symbol cut off, and it was an NPHC organization, we could tell everybody else who was a member of H- NPHC or even not could tell right away who it was because it was the colors and it was the symbols, except the last one was cut off a little bit. And this person thought it was okay for, and it was a sorority. This person thought it was okay to give it to a male. How disrespectful is that? So of course there was a lot of blowback by members of this organization, because those are legally protected marks. I had to get on the phone with the producer of this show and let them know why this was not okay. I mean, the fact that you don't have enough research people to figure why this is not okay is problematic. So he was like, oh, well, I, you know, the, the, our costume person is African-American. I'm very, well, just because somebody is black doesn't mean that they're black. Okay, just because somebody is black does not mean that they know about black Greek lettered life or any black organizations or would know. That's like saying, "Oh, she's black." Is that your cousin? Eh, it's not the same thing. There, there, it doesn't. There's no equivalency there that you're talking about. So, I actually experienced that. I, I feel the pain. It is not just because I'm a member of a black Greek lettered organization. It's also because. These, this is legal, this is a legal thing. Legally protected marks are done, are legally protected for a reason, so that people can't just take them and use them anyhow. Now what you've done, Insecure, is taken them and use it, use them anyhow. You probably did not mean any disrespect. You were trying to give shine to the organization, that's fine. People are members of these organizations in
1: real life, but could you, for God's sake, could you please- Well, instead sh- of giving them shine, give them a, give them a call and ask give them if this call. is okay. Exactly. And if they had done that, they wouldn't be in trouble. And now they're rolling in the deep.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Rolling in the deep.
0: <laughs>
1: so, well, speaking of that, I believe speak- Adele is making some news.
0: Yeah. Speaking of rolling in the deep, she is. So let's talk about this whole thing. Spotify, this, this, we'll get back to Adele, but Spotify's play button has stopped shuffling apparently because Adele told it to stop shuffling. So they've stopped shuffling albums by default because of a request by Adele, according to The Verge. And this is also according to a report by the BBC. So previously, when you view an album on Spotify, you could see a small shuffle icon, kind of looks like a little X with arrows within the larger play button. So this indicates that it would begin uh, playing the album songs in a random order, uh which isn't always what users expect or want it to do but it's it's an option but now when you hit play in album view songs play in order that is as long as you have a premium subscription you could still enable shuffle mode by toggling the on uh toggling on the shuffle icon when you're viewing an individual track so adele said this on twitter This was the only request I had in our ever-changing industry. We don't create albums with so much care and thought into our track listing for no reason. Our arts tells a story and our stories should be listened to as we intended. Thank you, Spotify, for listening.
1: Hmm. Yeah, so and, and Spotify, I think, responded to that tweet with something like, you know, anything for you, Adele, we love you so much, or whatever, um, um, kind of thing. And like, that's all great that they have all this love for each other. But honestly, I was annoyed by the idea that you're making it harder for people to, to listen in the way they choose to listen. If they wanted to put something like uh, uh, um, a prompt, well, like, um, would you like to listen in the way the artist intended? Uh, listen to this album uh, 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 or the artist recommends you listen to this album uh, uh, in this particular order. And then you can choose to do that or whatever, but to uh, default, not let people listen how they'd like to listen. When we're paying you money for the privilege to listen how we want to listen, I absolutely understand Adele's point of view a lot of musical artists, when they come up with an album, it's supposed to take you on some kind of journey, and track one is supposed to be listened to first, and it's supposed to lead into track two. But most people do not listen to music that way. I haven't. I can't even remember the last time I listened to a whole album from start to finish.
0: Right. You, you know, here's the thing. Yeah, because usually there are only a few tracks like you... Breeze by the attracts that don't really grab you and you gravitate towards a few. The beauty of art is that it's subjective. So even if the artist intends for you to look or listen or watch things in a certain way, you as the art consumer can choose to mix that up in a way that works for you that's the beauty of art that is so subjective so sometimes you'll go to we're getting ready for art basel here in miami so with art basel you know there are the artists may intend for you to start the looking at the exhibit here but you may say you know what i want to start backwards i want to have it be my own experience and as an art consumer especially if you're paying for the experience Uh, You deserve to be able to consume the art in a way you see fit, as you said, Kevin. So, I mean, the fact that a suggested button would be great so that those of you who want to experience it, maybe you can experience it your way and then you go, you know what, let me go back and do it the way Adele said to do it and see if there's a difference in the way I feel or perceive things. Let people perceive and take in art the way they see fit. Don't tell me where I have to start.
1: It'll be interesting. Interesting to see if other streaming services, uh, take the lead of Spotify uh, granting Adele's request. If Apple Music, Pandora, uh, and the rest, um, do something <laughs> similar, I, I I don't know. It it I found it incredibly annoying. Again, as I love Adele, don't get me wrong. I I think she's an, an amazing artist, but you know what? I'm sure that. Um, all kinds of other art uh, uh, other artists when they made a, when they painted a painting I want this painting to be looked at uh, uh in a gallery or i want it to be uh hung six foot six feet off the ground or or hung on a ceiling or what a ceiling or whatever but you know what once you make that art, it's like a child. You release it into the world, and people are going to uh, receive it and interact with it in a way they choose to. So you may have intended for uh, us to look at this painting uh, standing up, but you know what? I'm sitting down on this bench, and I'm gonna I'm gonna keep looking at you, Mona Lisa, and I'm, I'm I got questions about your smile, and I'm not, I'm gonna ponder it while sitting here. And yeah, you 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 don't have a say in how I'm gonna experience this. Yeah, Adele. Anyway. And not to mention remixes, um, because, yeah, Adele, I love you, but I want to dance. So somebody better drop a beat.
0: Exactly. Thank you very much. I still do. Adele, we really do love you. <laughs> we really do love you. Uh, But, you know, leave it to the consumer to decide how they want to do it. I think you have other problems in the music industry beyond how somebody listens to your album. Isn't it revenue share that's a problem? I'm just saying.
1: So, well, I mean she already had an issues with streaming services because uh, both her and and uh Taylor Swift were two of the last major artists to let their catalogs be available on streaming services so uh, a lot of artists do not like the way we consume music today with singles of people a lot of people don't even listen to albums at all they listen to the singles that they hear on the radio that they that they hear at at, at clubs they like that single they download that single or uh, sometimes they buy it. I haven't bought any music basically since I discovered uh, services like Spotify and Pandora. I have not looked back. They will be getting $10 a month from me till the end of time. You know, but
0: it's like saying, okay, well, you go into, let's pick a store, you know, a favorite store. Um, Let's say you wanted to go into uh, Gucci or Fendi or something and you wanted to buy a dress. I'm not even gonna go with the bags. That you wanted to buy uh, this gorgeous dress from Gucci or gorgeous outfit from Gucci, and they said, "Okay, you could buy this, but then you have to buy all these ugly other polyester clothes with it." No, you can't just buy that one dress. You have to buy these ugly brown and yellow plastic polyester dress with this too, and, and five of them at that. And, you got, you and Oh, and way. not worse that you got to
1: wear it all at the same time.
0: All at the same, piled on top of each other. In fact, yeah, you could put the nice one on top, but underneath must be showing the color of the brown and yellow dress, the hem of the blue dress. So they are putting parameters on how you experience the dress that you actually want. How dare you? I I, I shouldn't say, how dare you? You're an artist and this is how you want for people to do it, but you cannot, you cannot judge or dictate how people consume your art. And now you're putting rules on it so they can't do it themselves because it's now,
1: a rule we were all i could think as you were talking tachi was i uh how i feel about the idea of trying to control how we listen to music um adele i feel like ariana grande thank you next no (laughs) i I am giving my money to spotify i have an arrangement uh with them not with you adele so not cool i will be listening to the singles that i want to listen to and i'll be adding them to my playlist and listening to them the way I want to, so yeah, I'll be rolling into the, I'll be rolling in the deep and uh, listening to something else mixed with it. So yeah, you can't, you can't control our ears, Adele. As 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 amazing as you are, no, not, not even a little. Hello, it's me, and we're not taking it anymore. So. Well, now, 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 to be fair, I have tried to control her life because nothing, nothing. I love Adele. I think she's an amazing person, she but is. I don't like—I don't like her being happy. So I will continue to—I <laughs> will continue to try whoever she's married to or dating. I will try to continue to send hot babes their way to try and shake things up because, yeah, I, I'm looking for I'm, her new album is called Thirty. I can't wait for album thirty-two after the man she's currently with breaks her heart and we get some more hits out of it.
0: The views expressed by Kevin Williams are not necessarily the views <laughs> of
1: the or subsidiaries. I love how you say my full name when I'm in trouble.
0: <laughs> well, isn't that what is that what parents do? I know. I say, just, <laughs> oh,
1: it's not just Kevin anymore. Oh, it's like, oh, Kevin Williams. Exactly.
0: It's not me. Anyway, I think we've sufficiently uh, T- t- Taking all the topics and and beat them sufficiently.
1: Oh yeah, and they were hot, and they're even hot. They're even hotter after our hot takes.
0: Absolutely, and hot takes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, this was so much fun, Taji. So was. We have we haven't done an all new show in quite a while. So, Taji, how can people listen to our show other than how they're listening right now? If you are really
0: interested in listening, why wouldn't you be? Check us out on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, wjmsradio.com. At uh, actually today we're gonna be on at 5 p.m. Eastern. So you can listen to this all over again. And if you can't remember that, go to our website, tvchanneling.com, where you can listen to past episodes and upcoming episodes. And guess what? If you're listening on one of your favorite podcasting apps, do us a solid and go ahead and subscribe, share us, and also leave a review, a nice one, please. So If for some reason you are vehemently against people taking art into their own hands and you side with Adele and you want to uh, (laughs) tell Kevin about that, how would you do that on social, Kevin?
1: All right, well, you you can go to Facebook, you can go to Instagram, you can go to Twitter. We are TV channeling everywhere and we would love to hear from you. So if there is a show you'd like us to review or recap, or if there's something going on in pop culture you want to hear our take on, let us know. We would love to hear from you. So please, Follow us, uh, friend us on, on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter to keep up with what we're what's going on and what stories we're looking at and what we're talking about.
0: Absolutely. And with that, we're actually going to let you get back to whatever it was you were doing before this. We so appreciate everybody listening. And after we wrap up, I'm definitely going to thank you all. So with that, bye from Tachi.
1: And goodbye from Kevin. And remember, if you're watching it, we're talking about it. Even
0: without Kevin Spacey. Cheers. (laughs) We're talking about (laughs) ham.